Imagine the late 90s. Now imagine the early 2000s. You're a teenager. You indulge in film and technology. These two meet somewhat cataclysmically in 1999's The Matrix. Neo, the protagonist, is a slacker your teenage self ultimately aspires to be, digging through digital arcana to find that which was hidden, to unravel the crippling ennui of existence. Clearly, you would only listen to the coolest music. There is an uncredited song in Neo's headphones. Dissolved Girl. Now pretend that you're a teen, stunned at the audacity of one Guy Ritchie in his major theatrical U.S. premiere, Snatch. You'd seen Lockstock in Two Smoking Barrels, but Snatch elevates the form with more comedy, courage, surprise, and loss. Imagine that you're seeing a man seeing his mother burn to death, and you're hearing this as a driving, sinister, and building baseline, implying the storm that is to come. This song is Angel, and both of these tracks are on Massive Attack's 1998 album, Mezzanine. By the numbers, Mezzanine was officially released April 20th, 1998, although it had been available for download on the band's website for some months prior. Playing length is 63 minutes and 29 seconds, sliced up into 11 tracks. Mezzanine peaked at number one on the Australian, Irish, New Zealand, UK, and European Top 100 charts. It peaked at number two in Scotland and Norway. It peaked at number three in Austria, France, and Italy. It peaked at number four in Belgium, Finland, and Sweden. In the U.S., it peaked at number 60, uh, but at the time, we also had a monstrous runaway hit, music from the motion picture Titanic, that summer, to put things into perspective. The single for Angel peaked at number 30 on the U.K. charts. The single for Teardrop peaked at number 10 on the U.K. charts. The single for Rising Sun peaked at 11 on the U.K. charts. The single for Inertia Creeps peaked at 16 on the New Zealand charts. It's safe to say that Mezzanine was a breakout hit of the summer in Europe and English-speaking Oceania. Certified sales in Europe have surpassed 2 million copies, while certified sales in the U.S. have surpassed 500,000 copies. I've been on this album since uh, around the time it came out, and I usually think of Angel and Dissolved Girl when I think about this album. But it may indeed be possible that the majority of the listeners of this podcast, recorded a little over 20 years later, would be familiar with Teardrop, which was used for the opening titles of the medical drama House. I don't have any more on that. I think I may have seen one episode of House, and even then, I think I caught it halfway through. No facts. No experiences. No segues. The album starts out on Angel, and that's where my mind starts out when I think of this album. Had you pointed a gun to my head before recording this, I would have said that Angel made an appearance in The Matrix, but yes, indeed it was Snatch, and it was pretty wonderful. The video for Angel is interesting as well. In it, a man is being followed by a seemingly endless amount of other men through low-key 90s X-Files interiors, finally reaching an all-out sprint once the chase reaches street level. It's a good video, and you should definitely see it if you're interested enough to listen to this podcast. What it means? I think perhaps it's a statement on celebrity. 
Massive attacks star had certainly begun to rise. Uh, they didn't release a video until early 2001 because they felt it, quote-unquote, did not represent what we're trying to put across. It's interesting to find that Horace Andy, the reggae singer, is the person who is also performing the vocals on Angel and also appears in the video. The reason this comes up is that the lyrics for Angel are taken almost directly from an old Horace Andy song, You Are My Angel. The song, however was heavily improvised as the original arrangement was more punk rock and didn't quite work with his point of view. So Massive Attack, in apparently the span of four hours, stripped, slowed down, and remade the song. No time for lyrics, Dr. Jones, but they appropriated Horace Andy's old lyrics in a presentation that 3D of Massive Attack stated in an interview with Vox magazine, quote-unquote, deals with relationships and what you can expect from a woman and what you actually get back. The building anxiety and dread may seem to counter this idea, but then again, it may not. Rising Sun is another single on this album and charted well. This track features vocals by 3D and Daddy G and would probably be one of the more traditional trip-hop songs on the album. It's got a cool sample from the Velvet Underground in it and a really cool beat flip almost three minutes into the song. It really is a badass song and I don't even want to dissect the multifaceted lyrics. Let them be what they are. Uh, they are so liquid and almost paced to be waves crashing over a beach. Just let yourself be washed away in it. Teardrop is definitely a song that will stay with you. It is alleged that Elizabeth Fraser of the Cocteau Twins wrote the lyrics in reference to her feelings after the drowning death of her at-the-time boyfriend, Jeff Buckley. I could see that. I could understand that it, to me, is a truly hauntingly sad song. The harpsichord part can easily earworm me for a week or more, and Fraser's vocals are easy to digest while at the same time being saturated in emotion. Inertia Creeps is another unsettling entry into this album's catalog. It, more overtly, projects the building anxiety as the song creeps onward. It's a push and pull of slow vocals and quick percussion. 3D provides vocals 3D provides vocals on this track and was quoted as saying the song was about a bad relationship where, and he, quote, you're betraying them every day and the whole scene feels like it's closing in on you, which is aptly communicated to me through the music itself. Nellie Hooper was a producer on Exchange, the next track coming up. I have the most experience with the name Nellie Hooper from the notable mix of Six Underground by the Sneaker Pimps, so this feels right to me. It feels appropriate. This is also more of a traditional trip-hop song with a slow flange and slow everything. Everything is really slow and mellow. The drums are dusty enough, but not grimy. I would assume this to be the palate cleanser for the word heaviness and generalized anxiety-ridden inertia creeps. Dissolved Girl is a down-tempo, sneaker-pimps-feeling song with vocals from Sarah J, an unknown singer, 3D said on Mezzanine Interview Disc. It's about how you relate to another person and what they expect of you and what you expect of them. 
the same as Angel, really. I got a bit of a different impression initially, and I th thought I disagreed with this assessment, but thinking on it, I think it holds up. The details might be different, but perhaps the end results are the same. Man Next Door is actually a cover. I didn't know this until I was researching the album. It's a cover of John Holt's I've Got to Get Away, and Horace Andy sings this one too. It seems, he said insightfully while reading the text of the lyrics, that the subject matter revolves around domestic abuse and the desire to separate oneself from that environment totally. In case you didn't catch it, the he was me. I was, I was saying that because I, it's pretty obvious, I think. I think that's something that still rings true to this day and affects people daily. It's unfortunate, but it happens more often than most people would like. If you do need help, the National Domestic Hotline in the USA is a, a thing, so please reach out. Black Milk is the second track on the album to feature Elizabeth Fraser and is the source of some controversy. Musically, it is a nice dream hop track with floating vocals and an ethereal instrument that I can't quite place. Daddy G of Massive Attack, in the production of this song, used significant sampling from a Manfred Mann song, and this was noticed. Without prior clearance, there was definitely a lawsuit. They settled out of court, but Massive Attack went away from using samples after this. And here we're coming back to the intense, introspective, and indispensable Massive Attack, which feature inextricable bass lines that move you and motivate your thoughts forward through the existential dread of being caught between two lyricists and two themes and two floors on a mezzanine. There are faint, transient guitar parts that come in and out seemingly at random. It's like David Lynch was into making trip-hop, which makes me think that this song, too, is about relationships. There is a brief, falling interstitial that slowly grounds you back into the main groove. I think that it's motivated through the concept of two people remaining quite separate in identity throughout their relationship and how that can cause this feeling of otherness. When you end up outside of your comfort zone, you can feel untethered and lost, caught between places perhaps even an apparently disassociative episode from witness accounts. There is a persona that we present to different groups, and there is a bit of trauma in coming into a relationship with someone who now needs to accommodate the persona they display for their partner versus their public persona and the persona for their intimate friends. It can be disillusioning, disconcerting, and disorienting to see this actually happen, and I think that Mezzanine, the track, and even mezzanine the album, is examining the experience of this. Group 4 starts with a backwards sample and somewhat turns on its head going forwards. It also features Elizabeth Fraser and was written away from most of Massive Attack with 3D. This is ultimately a very mezzanine track and very Lynchian in my perception and interpretation of it. The idea that a song, according to 3D and Vox Magazine, was, quote, the offer of being a night watchman and the idea of not having to deal with anyone else with only your concerns being your shifts or whatever, end quote. This is interesting to me, and it's almost a complete counter to the tracks that have come before it, 
and it seems like it could be the desire of someone who has been hurt before, that isolation, that safety. It also features two different Fraser vocals, the second being amazing and haunting. These sounds drift in and out of the soundscape run parallel to the visual glitches and sound cues in David Lynch's movies. It is about a deep introspection and, in this track, solitude, that can reach a fevered, anxious pitch, like a feedback loop of negative thinking that can manifest itself and eat you alive. And then we get Parentheses Exchange, which is a vocal version of track 5. This is a much-needed cool-down from staring into the abyss of our own human condition and what mighty works our relationships have wrought upon its landscape. I say it's a cool-down, but only in pace. Horace Andy's lyrics say, quote, You see a man's face, but you don't see his heart. You see a man's face, but you will never know his thoughts. End quote. And that is definitely a pessimistic view of the isolation that we as humans ultimately face due to the boundaries that we physically and mentally possess. There is some slight positivity as understanding and acceptance. This path moves forward, but it's still a net downer. 3D said, uh, quote, that is one of Mushroom's tracks, a drunken interlude. That feeling when you're gambling, when you're drunk, all your money's going, and there's nothing you can do, end quote. He said that in Vox magazine. And interestingly enough, we've concluded this trip through Massive Attack's mezzanine. It's definitely an experience. This is an album that I've listened to very many times over the years. I recommend that you go out and get it. I really don't know how to close out this classic album. Go ahead and give it another spin. Listen with a fresh perspective. It is really, it, it really is very good. 